What does persecution look like for Chinese believers in Jesus in 2019? This house church pastor describes what it's like in his country. I've been taken to uh, custody in about more than 20 times. I've been in the prison for sometimes three months. I can't say that I, I don't have any fear. I'll definitely say I do have some fear about going to jail. But if, it, if it's the purpose of God that I have to go to jail, then I'll do what I have to do. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help, right now on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. You know, we all face things in life that are difficult. We all need courage to face those things with God's help and to trust in His plan. Be prepared to be encouraged to face some of those fears today here on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. In a few minutes, we're going to get to know a pastor in China who regularly faces opposition and arrest because of his gospel work. But before that, we're going to hear a different story about a man who was detained for his faith in Christ in the most closed country on earth. All through September, we're celebrating the five-year birthday of the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. We're looking back at some of the most inspiring stories that God has allowed us to share over the past five years. Today, I want to share a highlight from my conversation with John Short. John is a gospel worker who's worked for decades in Asia and who was detained inside North Korea. After he was released from North Korean custody, he only granted two media interviews. One of those was with his hometown paper back in Australia, and the other was with the Voice of the Martyrs radio. As we talked, one of the things that struck me was John's complete lack of fear. He was not intimidated in the slightest, even in this incredibly difficult situation. I asked him, how, how do you explain that level of courage. I can tell you that a chorus that I'd been taught many years before, 30 years before, by Alan Yoon, never fear, he is near. You'll be safe all the way to heaven's home. And the scripture in Hebrews remained with me daily. That is that I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Therefore, There is no need to fear what man will do to you. Amazingly, when you're detained, when you're imprisoned, you're very conscious that prayer is all around you. We we cannot see the angelic help, but you are certainly being uh, protected and uh, supported by prayer and angelic present with you. That's John Short in a conversation that we recorded after he was released from detention inside North Korea. I also interviewed his wife, Karen, and she has an amazing story of faithfulness as well. You can hear both of those conversations at vomradio.net backslash short. vomradio.net backslash short. You can also just search for John Short in the search bar at vomradio.net. Today, we're going to hear about more courage in action as we hear an interview I conducted with a Chinese pastor. 
For security reasons, we're not going to use any name at all as we talk about him, and you won't hear his voice at all. You're only going to hear the voice of his translator. Pastor, welcome to the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Thank you. What is the latest from the church in China? We we hear about churches being closed. We hear about pastors and Christians being arrested. What is the state of the church in China right now? So the whole church in China, house church in China, are all in the status of being persecuted, but different kinds of persecutions. So my church is also facing different kinds of persecutions. One of them is they will tell us not to gather anymore. If we keep on gathering, they will charge us a penalty. The second kind of persecution we're facing now is if we keep on on going service or having church, they'll tell the uh, house owner to sh- uh, to chase us away and not rent the house to us. At the very beginning, the persecution start uh, really started like in Wenzhou. They take down the cross uh, of the churches and they starly go starly go, go around the world. The persecution spread it to uh, Henan and to 2019, like the whole country is now under persecution. What is it about the church? that is so threatening or so bothersome to the government? It's because of the growth of the Christianity in China. So the number of Christians we have now in China is about more or more than 110 millions. So the, this number has overly like exceeded the number of communism parties they have in China. So they're kind of afraid that um, too much Christians or the overexceeding number of Christians will bother or affect Politics. So there's more Christians in China now than there are members of the Communist Party. There's about halfway more. Twice as many. Twice as many. What 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 Christianity more than the communism? So you can understand, uh, you know, if your if your power comes from the Communist Party, you can understand why they're worried about that. It's not only they have a lot, but they are still growing very fastly. So this is a factor that they might be worried about how. Uh, the Christians will affect politics. So in the midst of this crackdown, and you mentioned crosses being torn down, churches being closed, how has that affected your church? Has it affected the the way you're able to gather? Has it affected the numbers of people who are coming? What what has been the practical effect on your ministry there in China? After the um, turning down of torn down of crosses in Wenzhou, so they started to persecute my church, and um, they will come in the middle of service with, without knowing. They'll come like 40 to 50, please, and they'll take away our stuff. And um, all, 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 our, all our churches out there are being taken away, like the chairs, the computers, the projector, and anything like that. And also, they'll tell the um, house renter to not rent the house for, for my church to keep on go, uh, going gathering. And uh, so mainly the effect is we don't have a we don't. We do not. Our church. We don't have a set location, so we keep on going from this place to that place, from that place to another place. How do the people in the congregation respond when you're in the middle of service, and you said forty or fifty policemen come in? How how do the people sitting there respond to that? When the police, around forty and fifty police, came to our church, um, they took our stuff and took away the pastor. So some of the kids are kind of afraid, terrified, so they're crying. But others, mostly they're taking their phones and videotaping. But they still, like, you know, took, but later they still took all the phones away. They took away our wallets oh, and wow. also our ID cards. So the second time they came, 
So the church in Prevent, we put some camera in front of the church to look at the doorway. So when they came, they took off all those cameras, our camera system, and they took our stuff. The second time when they came, they have about 150 to 200, 200 police. They have, they triple, triple the number. And um, so I was there, but uh, not only me, my wife was there. And also there's another pastor there. So they took away my wife and they took away, um, or took, or they, beaten up another pastor and took him away. So um, I told them not to resist them to, to, to not to resist them too um, harshly. So until now, until recent, there are three different locations in um, my church that we can't gather. We're being chased out by the house rent uh, owner. So we're looking for places, new places. So from starting from Wenzhou, Crossman, Tear Down till now, it has been uh, already uh, a couple of years, but among this couple of years, um, my church is always under persecution. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with the pastor of an unregistered church inside China. Uh, because of the persecution that's happening there, because of his security, you are not hearing his voice. You're hearing the voice of a translator, and you are not hearing his name. We're not going to say that during the broadcast uh, Pastor, what what do the authorities want when they come in? Are they trying to get you to register your church with the government? Are they trying to get you to just close down the church completely? What are they trying to pressure you to do? Their purpose is very simple. They tell you they don't want us to gather here. It's an illegal gathering. So if you want to go to you want to be a Christian, you want to go to church, go to a three self church. But they would not allow you to be a pastor in the three self church, right? Because you didn't follow all the rules to get approved? No, because I didn't graduate from a free self seminary. It's only through the government approved seminary, free self seminary, then you can be, if you graduate from that, then you can become a free self um, um, church pastor. So when you're in the middle of a service and 40 or 50 or 150 policemen come into the service, what goes on in your heart? What, how, how, do you, how do you deal with that? So the second time, like when they were coming, the, the first time it was about 40 to 50 people. The second time was about 150 to 200 people. So I was, when, when there's 150 people coming, I was kind of nervous and kind of afraid because there's, there's not even that much people in the service that day. They have much more police coming, and I didn't understand why. But later I understand they have around 200 because not only my church, were taken like stuff were taken but there's another church beside us where they went and take their stuff so it was two church being stuff being taken the same day so your initial response is a little bit of fear which i think is understandable how do you how do you work through that and not become paralyzed by that fear there was a fear but even though i was having the fear at that time but i know what we're doing what the church is doing is correct so it's right, uh, it's not illegal. So when I asked them to show them their ID, the police ID, they didn't show us, but instead they take, took us away and said, we will show you the ID in the, depart- the, in the, in, in the police department. So all, all we can do, all I can do that time is pray, and hope God will lead us away. So what, what were you praying? Um, I was praying that have no fear and pray that the, the people who's attending church, I hope that they're not in great fear. And I was praying that the police, they can do the right thing, the correct thing. As a pastor, do you, 
do you prepare or, or maybe how do you prepare the people in your congregation to face that situation and not to be overcome by fear? For our church, when the persecution started, and uh, I know there's possibility that we will be persecuted. So um, as a church, we invited some lawyers to come and give us some lessons teaching about laws that what we're doing is legal. It's not illegal. All, also, um, all the pastors in the church will give le- uh, teachings and sermons about how a real Christian will be persecuted. So when the church, they know that when they know about the law and they are not know about the truth of the Bible, so they will not be in great fear when they're facing it. They can't. They 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 might be nervous, but they don't have the fear. The the kind of overwhelming fear that that defeats you. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with a pastor from a house church in China. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, you're hearing the voice of a translator, not the voice of the pastor, and we're not sharing his name for security reasons today. Pastor, there are other pastors in China right now who are in jail. Uh, I, I think of the pastor of Early Rain Covenant Church that was arrested six months ago, still in jail. You know that could happen to you. Does that intimidate you at all, or, or do you live outside of of being afraid of that? I've been taken to uh, prisons about custody about more than 20 times. I've been in prison for sometimes three months or months or days or, you know, maybe only a couple hours. So um, I can't say that I, I don't have any fear. I'll definitely say I do have some fear about going to jail. But if, it, if it's the purpose of God that I have to go to jail, then I'll do what I have to do. Have you seen in, in some of those experiences in jail where absolutely God had a purpose and you've really seen him work in that situation? So absolutely, I've seen some like miracles or seeing that it's God's purpose that I have to. Uh, I was put in prison. So I met this one person who's kind of devastated in the prison. He he kind of like has an anger toward the government because of his early position or things like that. So I preached to him and he became a Christian. And after he went out, he led groups and a lot of people, a lot of people to Christianity. Wow. So I met him a couple of times after that and he's doing great. Also, um, when the persecution come, come, I was taken um, to custody for a couple of times. And during these times, uh, I see how the church gathered together as one, praying for praying for persecution. Um, even for those who are, you know, not cold or nor, nor hard about um, the situation or about the church, they are now very wholehearted and very eager to pray and have a fire in them. Praying. So persecution can... Uh, increase the faith of people who maybe are are lukewarm. Persecution makes them more on fire? Yes, absolutely. Wow. So there's blessing to be found in the midst of persecution. Yes. We talked about the fact that the church in China is growing and the fact there's more, many more Christians than there are Communist Party members. Why is that? Why is the church growing so fast? You know, people get sick. And they they might not able to afford for 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 medical or um they just can't get cured by the medicals. That's why that's when the time they're desperate. They come to Christ and they pray and they ask for health. So all of us need Christianity. Like so, when people see how the church in China they're persecuted, people being put into jail or being um, put into jail, 
or under persecution, they see how they are strong and standing their face. And when people see it, what happened to them, then they start in coming, coming to Christ. So they are attracted by what they see in the lives of believers. Yeah, Christians, uh, willingness to help, to love, to stand strong. So this affects people. Amen. Pastor, you mentioned the fact that you've been arrested and you've been imprisoned and you've been held. Uh, are there particular passages of Scripture or Bible stories that you have really been strengthened by during those times of intense persecution? So um, there's a lot. Like when I was in prison, of course, like there's a time where I don't understand why I'm not a bad person. I didn't break any law. Why Why am I? Why are they taking me into custody? Why are they doing this to me? Then you look at the time, you look back to the Bible, where what happened to Peter, what happened to Paul, how are they under persecution, but they still came while they spread the gospel. They're putting in jail and just stuff, things like that. How long did it take to come from, why am I here, to, okay, Lord, what do you want to do with me? How long did it take to kind of work through the sort of frustration stage and get to the ministry stage? There's time where maybe a couple of days, then I pass through the stage, or sometimes even months or half years. There's a time where I was beaten and I, and three of my ribs broke and I had to lay on the bed for about half a year. And that was a time which is the longest stage where I can't understand I have to go through this whole process of frustration. So I, while, while I was in the stage um, of lying, laying on the bed, can't walk, so um, it was pretty frustrating, and I was listening to this video of this um, record of Bible lessons teaching, of Bible, Bible lessons. So after I listened to it, and uh, it took me a half year, but slowly my heart, the problem, the frustration got healed. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with the pastor of a Chinese church. Uh, you are hearing the voice of his translator. You're not hearing his name Pastor, how how is the Chinese Church passing on the testimonies of those who have gone before? Like like you have been to prison, how are you sharing that story with younger believers or new believers? Or uh, you know, I think of the stories of of so many great saints of the Chinese Church who some of them spent twenty years in prison. Is the Church making a conscious effort to tell those stories and to pass on those testimonies? We don't have a particular way of doing these things. Uh, we're not like having a record or having a book of things like this, but it's during testimony times and we talk about it, we'll share about it. So it's it's kind of one at a time passing on those stories. Yes, through testimonies. Mm. One of the things that we always try to do on Voice of the Martyrs Radio is help people to pray for Christians who are being persecuted. So I, I want to ask you first, about the country of China and the church in China, how can we pray for the Chinese church right now? So I want you to pray for China that the China can realize that Christianity is good. It is not something used to go against the government, go against China, but it's something that's good and um, kind. So I also want you to pray for pastors or elders or workers in the church to pray for their faith. Um, not to be affected by the environment, by the persecution, but they can stand strong and keep on doing what they're doing. Then the second thing I want to ask you is about praying for prisoners, because you've been there, you've been in the police station, you've been in the prison. How do we pray for Christians who right now are in prison in China? 
So I want you to pray for them that when they're in prison, when they're being uh, put in prison, they won't be disappointed by God because of what happened to them. So I want you to pray for those who are in prison that their family will be supplied by what they need and also their church members can still keep on going on doing what they uh, keep on going to church and do what they're supposed to do. One of the things you asked, you mentioned, is that that pray that they would not be disappointed in God. Why is that so uh, so crucial, so important that they not become uh, disappointed that that God would allow them to suffer that way? So this is it's very important that they have faith and they are not disappointed to, to God. Because being being persecuted is not an important point, but it's having hope. If they lose their hope and faith in God when they come out, they might also give up what they're doing before they went into prison. I hope our listeners grab a hold of that and just uh, pray against that sense of disappointment, against that sense that, Lord, how could you let this happen to me? How could you let me go through this kind of suffering? Pastor, as as you think about the future— and the growing persecution in China, and the possibility that that you'll be persecuted again, maybe imprisoned again, are you doing anything special to get ready for that persecution? So this process of preparing, it's always going and it's keep on going on. So not only to prepare the believers and the elders in church, we're also I'm also I am also trying to get ready for my family, get my family ready. How do you prepare your family? So I hope my kids can come to the States for their, keep on going their study. To get them out of the danger? Yes. How do you prepare them spiritually? So I'll go through the life of Christ and also the new churches, New Testament, the apostles time. So prepare them to be apostles. So no matter what situation they are later in life, they can stand for their faith. Amen. That's a, uh, that's a challenge for American parents as well. You've been listening to The Voice of the Martyrs Radio. We've been talking with a, a pastor from China. I want to encourage you to pray for him and pray for his church, but also to pray for the nation of China. And he's given us some really specific ways to do that. Pastor, what a blessing to have you with us on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Thank you. I, I know this is a, a risk for you. Thank you for being willing to share with us this week on VOM Radio. Thank you. This is Voice of the Martyrs Radio. If you just joined us or you're joining us partway through the conversation today, I hope you'll hear the entire conversation at vomradio.net or in your favorite podcast app. As we are celebrating five years of the Voice of the Martyrs Radio, we want to hear from you. How has God used the program to encourage you, to challenge your faith? You can write to us by visiting vomradio.net. I want to share this week a review that was posted for VOM Radio on iTunes. And by the way, we'd love to have you post a review of VOM Radio on iTunes or on whatever podcast app that you use Here's what one iTunes reviewer said about Voice of the Martyrs Radio. I usually listen to the podcast at night or early in the morning when I can't sleep. The saints who are interviewed usually provoke the response that I tell my wife when she wakes up, I was devastated by the VOM podcast last night. And what I mean is that 
all my false and lazy ideas of what it means to follow Christ were slashed and burned. I come face to face, or maybe ear to ear, with real Christianity in the quiet hours of the night. God grabs me and reminds me what following him is all about. I usually question my actions and thoughts of recent days. I'm not depressed by what I hear. I am revitalized and exhorted to go and do. I usually get goosebumps when I hear the opening music and introduction. I know what's coming is going to be real, true, and close to God's heart. I want to say thank you to that iTunes reviewer. I'm so grateful for how God has used this program in the life of this person and other listeners over the last five years. And I'm excited to see what he has in store for the next five years and 10 years and 20 years. I'd love to hear from you, too. You can send me a note at vomradio.net. We've also got a toll-free phone number posted there. You can call me and leave me a voicemail. I hope you'll be back with us next week. We're going to bring you more stories of how God is at work around the world. Please join us again right here on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.